You're listening to WCOM LP 103.5 FM Carborough and Chapel Hill. It's a Tuesday, it's five o'clock, and that only means one thing. It's time for another round of Snarky Faith with your host, Stuart Deloney. This is a space where we irreverently wrestle through life, culture, and spirituality, all with our heads in the clouds, our tongues in our cheeks, our hearts in our sleeves, and our feet on the ground. At Snarky Faith, the questions, or even the answers, are never the point. It's all about the conversation. So here's your host... Stuart Deloney. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another round of Snarky Faith Radio. I'm your host, Stuart Deloney. Joining me as always is my trusty co-host, Ben Triplett. Ben, how does it feel? Because this is two shows in a row that we've both had to slum it with really, really crappy coffee. Slumming it again. It is. You you just want to like air our dirty laundry. Well, Not all of her dirty laundry. That was my clink of the nasty cup that I keep drinking just to keep myself <laughs> alert and moving. This is like, I would call this, this is either, this is akin to gas station or church coffee. It's like tying a chicken to a flagpole. It's just, <laughs> I mean, you continue, chicken, continue, chickens are really please. like glorious creatures that just need their, you know, freedom. And, yes. And flagpoles suck. Yeah. Yeah, what and the, they don't what, have tongues. So what, I was thinking I of have owned, uh, the I have Christmas owned, story. So, well, that's what so. I was. I was assuming that. Yeah, I thought this is where you're going with it, and I was yeah. trying to think now: do chickens have tongues or not? I've owned well, chickens. You own. Are, chickens are we currently. even like we're not? We're just two minutes into the show, and I have gotten and, us way yeah. off. Instead the of rabbit, it, it's a trick, chicken trail. It's a chicken trail. Ha, has okay. I love my chickens, though. So, can you please tell us your chickens' names? Um, Which I think is amazing. Just go ahead and share. The well, we had four. Two of them died, let's which speak is of, very, speak. very sad. Let's not speak of the dead. Speak of the living. Yeah. Um. But uh, Billy and Ella, they were named after jazz singers. Mm. And our our recent three, because they were a little more aggressive with each other, and it was very interesting to see the how they were kind of socializing, mm-hmm. if you can call it that, together. The pecking order establishment. Yeah, and just they were much more. Um, uh, they they were af- more affirming of their presence with one another than our first chicken. So <laughs> okay. instead of jazz, we went more with rap. So they are okay. affirming of their presence to you or to the other chicken. To the other chickens. Okay. No, they're scared of us. Okay. They love us now, but they were scared yeah. of us. Uh, gotcha. Rizza, Jizza, and Suge Knight. Suge Knight was she's our buff. <laughs> And when we first got them, she would just go around like pecking. I mean, she's the smallest one in there. Sure. Suge Knight's pretty big. So if people don't know anything about rap, then uh, I've just bored you for the last two minutes. But it's okay. You made it interesting. Just Google Suge Knight. He's a very interesting and sad person. <laughs> but uplifting as a chicken. That's true. Our, our Suge Knight is sweet and lovely. Mm. And yes, we, and, love, we love her very much. And we'll make food from... Her body, <laughs> which the original Suge Knight did not. I mean, that's true. I don't know if the actual Suge Knight lays eggs, but yeah. I mean, I'm excited about the eggs, but honestly, at first I was fairly complacent about chickens, but I have grown to just like adore chickens. I never, ever thought that I would love chickens as much as I do. That That's a beautiful thing. They bring me so much joy. It is. They're I know. so it much is. fun. And and you guys are, you're, 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 uh, I guess homesteading nature has been like pushing in on our 
homesteading nature. Like oh, our, really? our kids like are begging for chickens again. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Y'all were the originators of. Sure, I, well, I. It's it's all good. I, I'm I'm very I'm very okay with disappointing my children generally in life. <laughs> so it's become like a pastime of mine. As a dad, you just learn to say just no. Yeah. Or or no. What's even more cruel? You'd be like, they'll ask you for something. They'll be like, well, let me think about it. No. no. But it's just that moment that ends up crushing their souls yeah, in small just ways. Just that little like pocket of hope to mm-hmm, be able to mm-hmm. stomp on. Yeah, it's I like mean, handing it's... a child an ice cream cone and then like smacking it out of their hands. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I wouldn't want to waste the ice cream. Sarcasm. Thank you. I'm just gonna make sure. No, I was. <laughs> I was assuming. I was assuming you just hang out at parks and do that to kids <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Or you just follow behind like the ice cream man and like well the sarcasm was for you that was mine oh, was an analogy oh, oh okay yours yeah. was oh it wasn't like you're not this wasn't like personal testimony time no okay I just was snuck was, another analogy was, I mean gotcha. that's like five minutes in and I know, two you are, it's record record breaking Guinness World I feel pretty good stuff. about myself I don't even right know now. what I'm saying yeah so talking about this that has had nothing to do with what we started off with but. Um, I don't know. Smacking ice cream cones out of children's hands would be something Trump would do. I think so. Yeah, I could. I could. And see then that blame easily. them for not having a tighter grip. Yeah, on their cone. <laughs> You're a loser. Yeah, you don't deserve that ice cream. <laughs> You're not classy enough for ice cream. Oh, so this show, and uh, I always it, make him sound like Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> you do a little bit, yeah. But yours is better than mine. I, I'm not really that... I'm not really... I don't think Trump is as sweaty as James Gandolfini was. I'm um, sorry. We can keep going. I, I don't know. I, I think I think he wears far more makeup than James Gandolfini did. So, That's I mean, true. you know, he may have some, like, foundation that kind of... Or he, he has people that probably just... he has just, more fake hair than James Gandolfini. That's true, yeah. Yeah, what's... Oh, gosh, what's his name? Boris, whatever, like, that is... I'm getting the name wrong. But, like, the guy that was supposed to be the presumptive... Um, Prime Minister in England, the guy that was like he was the mayor of London. Have uh-huh. you not seen this guy? He looks not, just not quite. He he looks like I know David Cameron's. Oh, gone. I know he's gone, but it was the next guy. He looks like a low rent version of Trump. Oh, you know, like how typically, like we in America, we steal shows uh-huh. from the BBC, rework yes. them, and make them worse. Make them a little worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is kind worse. of this is kind of like the reverse of that. To where this guy is, I mean, he's he's you know he's just as classy. Yeah, in a non-classy way, but oh. he said he wasn't going to He's like pursue gas being coffee. He, <laughs> there we go, there we go. Is this kind of like are, are we drinking like Brexit coffee? Yes, it's like the it's yeah. like it's the bitter pill that we're swallowing now, and that yeah. we wish we hadn't have done. Exactly, and it's so, nice. Yeah, poor poor British people. Yeah, we are going to talk about Trump today, though. That's yeah. why bringing yeah. in Trump, bringing in Trump. Okay, that wasn't so, a drive by. No, it wasn't. And Trump so this bashing. is this again is like reason one hundred and one that once. Um, fascism takes over in America and Trump becomes our emperor that we will be put to death um, at some point. I mean, we're like, dictator. yeah, it will. I mean, that'll, it'll take over, but luckily enough, we're, we're pretty much small fish. So I think it'll just probably be having her like toenails pulled off or something. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think we're, we're like, this show is not firing squad worthy, but we'll be on some sort of a radar. Maybe, maybe like Rambo um, two, where we get thrown on a, bed bed springs with the car battery yeah. attached to one or mm, something like yeah. that. All that fun stuff. That like one was that for too. Kelly. That was. As Aww. long as I don't get that like was like a heated a, knife. That was like a love letter that you were throwing yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or like or like a lethal weapon where they I think they do the uh car battery. Oh to, yeah. Car battery to the nipples. To the nipples. Yeah. yeah. 
which is really just a fun Saturday night. Yeah, and that's a little know. more classy than Bud Springs. So I don't know. You know, it's all it's all fun. So either way, so this is just we're 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 rambling down the road towards sarcasm, sarcastic kind of hell uh, for when Trump takes over and um, turns into Kim Jong Un and has us tortured and censored. Um, but actually, that would be an accomplishment if he actually ever knew that we existed. So you know, life goals. True. You know, tor- torture would be one of those things that are like, hey, at least someone heard the show at some point. <laughs> so torture, not fun, but we were noticed. Yay. So, okay, this comes from the Atlantic, and it's been an interesting week in the world of Trump uh, as we move forward. And it's, it's an article entitled, Just Another Sinner, Comma, Born Again. Uh, by Lincoln Mullen. And really this this comes on the heels of Trump having, I don't know, it was like he had like an, an a evangelical summit of kind of who's who that he Ooh. brought together of folks. Ooh. It was, it was, you know, the That's intriguing. Falwell Jr., Dobson, um, who, Michelle Bachman. Do you think they um, pumped in snarky faith in the <laughs> like antechamber of this? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't just know. To, just to get them pumped up, to get them angry. It was, it was, it was. They were listening to the show to get them kind of that negative arousement that they have. That it's kind like of, listening to Metallica before you go out and play football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah, listening to certain pop music before you use the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know. I like that one better. Yeah, it's kind of. Oh, I'm ready to go. Um, <laughs> it's like a no. laxative. So, yeah, and so, so yeah, so they he kind of had his think tank. It was a closed door session. Uh, Franklin Graham did not directly say that he was endorsing him quite yet, but said he was on the road to this. Quite yet. Because he's got to milk these. He's got to milk this over Facebook because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not a bunch of people that are, like, banging down the door to, like, get Franklin Graham's opinion on anything because he (laughs) offers it for free all the time. Because, you know, I mean, uh, you know, hate speech isn't dime a dozen. You've got to somehow spread it out. You know, it's like putting manure in the field. you got to dress it up. Well, it is because, you know, like... Lipstick on a pig. If you have... Was that a... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, oh, it sounded very Sarah keep, Palin. Keep that was very Sarah Palin. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a little too southern. And uh, no, but it is like if you've ever seen. Like I grew up, uh, I lived a few years in Kentucky. Which again, I'm exposing my quasi southern roots, huh? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I, I was. I lived is that in, why you're trashing my southern heritage? No, I mean I have. I, oh, I have questioning whether I was actually from the country. Oh, I have, I have enough, I have enough Southern in me that's just sprinkled around. It's just kind of, I've got, Here I've got, there. I have lots of family in like Southern Louisiana, which is a whole oh. nother, it's a whole other area. Oh, yeah, of the South. Totally different. And so, yeah, I grew up, I grew up in Atlanta, have lived in Kentucky for some formative years, but behind our, we like live in a neighborhood and behind where we were was like cow pastures. Mm-hmm. So it was always fun as a kid to kind of like run around out there, like in cow pastures, but you know, you have cow pasture, you always have like cow flop. Yeah, you know, anyway, sure. but but it's a huge difference between saying like I'm spreading manure on the fields, mm-hmm. besides just having bits of cow flop. Like one of them is like productive, and the other one is just kind of like meh, it's there, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of like Franklin Graham right there. You know, I mean, he, <laughs> you know, I think his like goal in life needs to be to spread the manure out a little bit more so it's productive as opposed to just laying big cow flops everywhere. <laughs> um, I really, I mean, we're 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 trying to work on analogies. That really wasn't very good. I'm sorry. I don't but, know. Uh, that was pretty. You put a lot of thought into that, I can tell. I actually did. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was kind of stream of consciousness, cow flop conversation. So if anyone ever wants to have, yeah, if, it, if it's middle school humor, it's really stream of consciousness. It, it comes naturally. <laughs> um, if it's higher brow, not so much. No, but so, so what had happened was, and so he has, because like, again, 
if you would have said this five years ago that Trump was rallying a bunch of evangelical leaders to be part of a think tank group, which is funny, like to have a think tank group, you actually need to have thinkers, not just tank. Oh, does that make sense? It's kind of like, you know, yeah, it's 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 like Burn. yeah. Sorry, it, I was just like on the playground where oh, you got the mama yeah. jokes. Yeah, your mama. Well, it is. It's I, you know, I feel like it's like you know, giving people a box of like unsharpened pencils and telling them to take a test. Ooh, you know what I mean? Nice. It's not. Well, I, I'm you, sorry. I've completely derailed the show. By no, you expecting you, there to be you, analogies. It was a few shows back. You threw down the gauntlet of trying to have like r- wonderful random analogies. So <laughs> yeah. I've got a my my. I'm that was fantastic. I'm in I'm in the lost column right now. It's like fifty. No. To, it's fifty to two right now. So I'm I'm playing catch up. No, I don't. I don't know. You've laid down quite a few. But um, no. But so I mean, it is like the idea of again having like a think tank with people that you already know what they're gonna say. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was a who's who of televangelists, enough said in that arena. You know, I mean, uh, folks, you know, prosperity gospel folks. It was a smattering of folks that um, I, I think they showed up because no one had ever asked them uh-huh. to be part of a group that thinks. It's like someone And so we're me. like, wait a second, I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show up. Oh my gosh. Um, let's take a break from, you know, bilking money from people. Yeah. I don't and, have to. Uh, yeah. I don't have to talk to sad saps. No, I don't I talk to people like me. Yeah, this makes me feel important. Yeah. Um, does it mean I have to wear pants? <laughs> I don't know. But um, I'm not really sure what was going through their heads at this moment. But if you're not behind the podium. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. No. So again, so he has this this uh, this think tank group of people that in the Christian world probably I'll ride on a short bus. Um, coming together to really, I know, and, and, and really what, what they're doing is he's trying to solidify. I get, okay, I'm sorry. My original point was five years ago, if you had all of these people coming together, like f- with Trump, you'd be like, what the yeah. hell is going on? Yeah. Like no why, what? I don't understand any of this. But now that he is the presumptive Republican nominee and he's wanting to court the evangelical vote, mm-hmm. which, needs something. which I think mattered <laughs> 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't feel like it matters as much, but we're still playing by the old like you know rule book or whatever that is that mm-hmm. they do, and so so again he's courting these folks um, and really wants to be able to get this vote from them because again I mean because what's his name uh, Frank uh, no, I mean uh, Falwell Junior mm-hmm. the Liberty dude uh, has already endorsed him but you know he's also the one that's saying that people on campus need to all have concealed carry permits and take guns on campus because again, that's, that's my wife and I were talking about this, the whole logic of like the answer to any of these mass shootings we have is just more guns, more guns. Yeah. More guns leads to less violence. That always works. Cause that worked in the wild west. Sarcasm. Yeah. Didn't it? No. Anyone, you were talking about the wire on another show. Have you ever watched Deadwood? No, that, you know, <laughs> that I will tell you that somehow more guns does not equal no. less violence. Yeah. No. Um, it just there equals, are deeper issues. Yes, yeah. but I feel like that's how we're America's leaning towards today. That we somehow we need, I don't know. But that's our whole military policy: more military, more aggression, more violence. We'll somehow silence the violence. It's bumper sticker worthy, right there. <laughs> I don't know, but um, no. So in the midst of this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We are. My whole point, purpose behind this, this, this whole conversation that we had was. This started, um, I think I've mentioned this in a previous show, when I was having an insane conversation with somebody from my family 
mm-hmm. about their love of Trump and about how he's God's chosen one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I probably threw up in my mouth several times, not because I was drinking crappy coffee, um, but just because of just the content of the conversation that was going. And uh, we both, you know, Ben, you and I have a radio show, so that would probably tell us that we're not for any lack of opinions. And so right. in this whole conversation for me, actually keeping my mouth shut and going, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, 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 because I just wanted the conversation to end and I did not want to engage with it. But when I heard this repeated again, it was something I'd heard a family member say, and then I heard Franklin Graham saying this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I have to talk about it now. Yeah. And it was the fact that he is comparing... If you talk about it, they win. Donald. Oh, really? No, I'm just... Okay. Go Um, for for it. I was like, (laughs) thanks for listening to the show. It's been a great one, and we will catch you again next time with... No, but Franklin Graham coming out after this whole thing, first of all, kind of being like, being like the little, like, you know, uh, how do I not be dirty with this? Uh, Evangelical tease that he is, Mm -hmm. you know. That's good. That's classy. Okay. Um, Cross tease? I don't know. Um, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to not use our HBO language here. But um, that he is was just kind of like, well, it was a good first date. We only got to first base, but we'll see where it goes. You know, he's, you know, he's courting the Don on this and, or maybe little Don, and depending on which one we're talking about. But um, no, but in the midst of this, referring to him, and this is what begins to get me. If you listen to, listen to the show uh, for any period of time, one of our goals, and I've been saying this a lot lately, I think just to remind ourselves and you, uh, the dear listeners, that one of the things we like to talk about here on a show called Snarky Faith is the fact that we are wanting to add some sort of a sanity to the insanity that has become American Christianity in the midst of all this. And so with Franklin Graham comparing Donald Trump, and he used these words, uh, referring to him as a David or a Moses-like character, meaning that they were people that were rough around the edges but were still called by God. And I think I just threw up again in my mouth. Yeah. And I'm not blaming the coffee again. But when I hear that kind of stuff, like on on so many different levels, so many different levels, like I cringe, I feel sick, I feel dirty even saying those words. Because even like, let's just, okay, let's just, first of all, this statement, let's just talk about this like theologically. Okay, Ben, mm-hmm. like not even opinion-wise. Okay, so we can talk about the Moseses and the Davids, right? Like mm-hmm. saying, hey, does this make sense? You know, kind of a thing. And, and so you begin to look at this and, okay, Moses, okay? Moses killed a dude. Yeah. Right? Well, he was abandoned by his parents. Abandoned by his parents. Picked up by basically the enemy, like the worst mm-hmm. household. or Like for people who don't know, Pharaoh is the archetype of like what you don't want in the, in the Bible. So he would be the more Trump character in this because he, yes. he, he, he made big buildings. Trump <laughs> would be Pharaoh, or Pharaoh would be Trump. Yeah. Trump would be Pharaoh. Okay. Yes. In my opinion. Hard heart. Yes. Very classy. Yep. Who is God? Yeah. Basically, I mean, that's, you get Moses coming up to Pharaoh and saying, you know, da, 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 the Lord said, da, 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 da. And Pharaoh is always like, who is this person you're talking about? Because the you're- Egyptians believed that Pharaoh was God. So I could totally see Trump doing that. <laughs> You know, well, and the whole like the whole plagues. I mean, it was wasn't he essentially just trying to tell Moses you're fired? Yeah, exactly. Over and get over out of here, you're fired. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and in back. every stereotypical Hollywood representation of the Pharaoh, Pharaoh's always bald oh, and has lots true. of makeup on. Yeah. Wow. Which would be very Trumpish. We are really onto something here. And if they were like, well, they worshipped cats, so maybe that's a cat that's on his head, and like Trump's. I don't know. Like Do you little, think Trump is a like a Persian? Maybe 
Trump could be the the mutant apocalypse trying to. He doesn't have hair either. Clear the world. Mm. Yeah, and he does have a weird skin color that doesn't seem natural. <laughs> lots of makeup. Uh, he is henchman. Yeah, and uh, has lots of power. Mm. I don't know. I maybe. think we may be onto something. Okay, so yeah, apocalypse, Pharaoh, all this stuff. Okay, so story of Moses, <laughs> bandit. Yeah, uh, genocide happening with the uh, Hebrew people mm-hmm. killing babies. Moses yeah. gets taken in by the uh, Pharaoh through some trick, some trick nature, you know, mm-hmm. of his family, uh, raised with Pharaoh, uh, but is very much a Hebrew person mm-hmm. in the midst of this. And eventually he sees someone, he sees one of the, the Hebrew slaves being beaten mm-hmm. and just goes off his rocker and like kills the guy. Kills an Egyptian him. guard. Yep. Yeah. Which and is basically, um, just murder. turning against the house that oh, 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 yeah. within which he grew. But yeah, I mean, it's also murder. That too. So he runs away. So he runs away. The wilderness. And lives on his own. Well, I mean, he, he runs away. He's essentially kind of exiled for about 40 years. Yeah. He, I he, mean, the Old Testament, like when they would say 40 years, it's kind of, of a town. long time. Yeah. Kind of a... <laughs> for you know. a while. Yeah. Um, so he's out. He's out. Um, about 40, whatever, 40 years, however you interpret that, before he encounters God, mm-hmm. a.k.a. burning bush. Right. Then go save people type of a situation. This is kind of like the, you know, little neat Sunday school version we're giving you. But I mean, there is, he spends 40 years being cultivated. Like one had a weird childhood, was raised, you know, in lots of very lavish surroundings. um, But then has to go, he's a a shepherd kind of a thing too Mm -hmm. with his father-in-law, future father-in-law. Yeah. 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 And, And also, like, I think a big piece of this, too, is he had a speech impediment. That, too. Or yeah. a speech impairment yeah. and needed someone else to talk for him. I mean, there's there's a lot to which, him. Which would is, help Trump. Yeah, probably. He, we could, like, have a translator. Right. Take the New York out of what he's saying. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. But so, yes. And so before, he's even really usable by God in the story. He goes through much stuff, many things that would probably lead to a humbling process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. The before he delivers people. So right. first of all, like referring to him as, as a, as a Moses type character. He which, really, I'll say probably the least Trumpish thing about Moses is that a lot of times he wants to just not lead. Yes. He, he's just like, I can't do this. I mean, even on the, you know, he comes down with the tablets and he sees what's going on and he just slams them. He's like, I can't do this. I can yes. never see Trump. It's like, I'm going to do this. Like, you you are going to have me as your leader. Which, again, is much more like a Pharaoh, I mm-hmm. think, than a Moses. Okay, so wait, hold it. Let me, let me press pause on this. This is like, I actually like left out like one key plot detail to this whole story with these evangelical leaders was the fact that James Dobson has been talking lately about that he knows for sure that Trump has accepted Christ. Yeah. Which is kind which of is just a like... a whole other interesting which, conversation. Which we will get to that. But that is, again, one of the things that lots of Christians get off on is that once they think famous people have become what you would call born again. It's like, oh, he's a Christian? Oh my gosh, I feel so much better about my faith now. Yeah. Okay. It's like, this is so okay. interesting. Okay, so just that is an aside for where we're going here. So again, comparing him to a Moses from a person that claims to have deep Christian roots. Thank you, Dobson. Thank you. Franklin Graham. Yeah. Like, have you, like, like, have you read the Bible? These are kind of heavy hitters, especially of the Jewish faith. Like, I, I would love to think about how folks, like, how, how Jewish folks would respond to that. Mm-hmm. You know, Moses, the, the one that brought about the law, that, that brought them out of slavery, 
not brought them into slavery. Do you even think you know? they would listen to what James Props. is saying? No, no, no. But I'm, I'm just even thinking of like being able to, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I, um, no, but even like being able to equate like, you know, one of, one of the, the main founders of your faith. He's pretty much like Trump, right? Or Franklin Graham. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's the one that said that. No, yeah, yeah. Dobson is the one that, like, I know for sure that he's accepted he's Christ. A Christian. Yeah. Because apparently there's a litmus test, They, it, you know, that you somehow use, like, a black light on people, and you can see, and they have, they shine a different color, and I don't know. Their blood type changes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, on it's obvious. I mean, you know. Like, once you become a Christian, oh, you yeah. start secreting a certain type of hormone, and you can, like, test that Oh, absolutely. Like pee on a strip. Yeah. Sarcasm. I mean, there it definitely, for these kind of folks, it does somehow involve piss somehow. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, it's, yeah. So, so A, yay, he's, I know for sure that he's done this, which is like saying, I, I don't even have a good analogy for that. I mean, it's ludicrous mm. that that ends up being, yeah. I think of an analogy for that one. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, like saying, I, I never mind. Okay, so that one. But secondarily, then beginning to get a glam comparing to a Moses, and we haven't even gotten to David yet. Mm-hmm. But th- I, I hear this, and I'm kind of like, oh, my gosh. Like, are you, these are like the worst Sunday school analogies I've ever heard of that you're trying to compare. Because, again, it's I It's like smoking a cigarette and saying you're Keith Richards. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No. I don't know. Not a good one. Well, We'll yeah. give it a little more time. Sure. Okay. Um, Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. But within this, like, just being able, like, it makes no sense. But again, it ends up being this, like, Christian propaganda thing that if you can equate him to this, that, or the other. And, I okay, what they're trying to say is they're trying to make Trump palatable to the Christian base. Right. So if you can pull out like a, a few of the heavy hitters and compare your guy to them, then, you know, again, it'll make Christians feel warm and fuzzy. Again, like what we had seen <clears throat> last go around with like Mitt Romney, mm-hmm. which the, it was, that was a beautiful amount of hypocrisy to where in any other case, uh, evangelical Christians would always say that Mormons uh, were a cult. Yeah. Like 100% of the time. Right. Now, if he becomes a presumptive nominee to run uh, against Obama, they're now okay. Right. But only for the period that he was running. It's like cognitive dissonance. Have you ever seen that episode of Arrested Development where Tobias and, and I'm sure you have, and um, Lindsay are like, basically they're getting ready to separate and they're like, well, we're going to do like the swinging thing for a little while. We're going to like date outside. Yeah. um, But stay together. And and, um, I think Tobias is like, that, you know, that never works. Like, I think he, he was like a psychiatrist. He's like, that never works for anyone. He was an analysis and a therapist. Remember he was the... Yes, yes, I do remember that. <laughs> um, he's he, he's like, that would never, uh, that never works for anyone. But it might just work for us. Yes. That's like the phrase that's popping up in my head when you're talking oh, you're, about these things. You're like, absolutely right you know, with that. We hate all Mormons, but for this one time, we're just going to accept this. Yes. <laughs> it's like... People like Donald Trump make us sick, but maybe we could accept it for, you know, if he's going to be president. Because, I mean, isn't Republican and Christian the same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, it, I mean so it's, it's cognitive, cognitive yes. of people who have like that square peg in the round hole for so long that... That Republican I mean, means born again, which again, we will unpack that whole thing in a little bit. Right. But, I mean, which is a whole nother loaded thing. But then secondarily getting to this, let's talk about David. King David from the Bible. Yeah. Again, heavy hitter in the Bible. Uh, someone that God refers to as a man after his own heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, David had rough edges as well. 
Yeah. Did good stuff, did bad stuff. Um, but again, was a person that like, it, when we look at the, his story, uh, there was a lot of humbling experiences mm-hmm. that you see that God used to cultivate in his life. Well, I could, I'm thinking of the, when he has the child with, um, Bathsheba, Bathsheba and, yeah. it, and then it dies and he like mourns for a few days. Um, I mean, just like straight taking the entire day and they're like, uh, dude, you're the king. Like you need to king for a while. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm mourning this dead child. Um, I could never, never see Trump doing something like that. More, it would be like <laughs> after that third day when David's like, okay, the morning's done. Yeah. And and he just goes on about his business. I yeah, can well, see it, Trump doing that like immediately. It's like, eh, it's done. It's done. Uh, can you bring... <laughs> it's can, over. Can you, get, can you get another girl to like, you know, shower naked on top of the building so I can go and take <laughs> her again and have her husband killed? Exactly. Let's do it. it was, this was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah. That, I, you're better at Trump impressions. I'm sorry. But no, no, but I mean, again, or, or worse. <clears throat> um, but again, it was this person that, I mean, there was, there was consequences. There was, there was toughness. There was kind of cultivation of character. There was all these other kind of things. And so begin to begin and again, to compare him to David, to King David, again, man after God's own heart. Like I, I see no basis for any of these things. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you might as well have said, you know, he's like Mr. Rogers or he's like Bob Ross or he's like Prince. I, I mean, it's just like name random people that don't associate, but we'll just say it anyways. Yeah. And I think, I think where it comes in and, and I'm, I know that this is where this is coming from is you're starting with the assumption that we have to accept him somehow. Yeah. And so and sell it. And so that's your starting point. That's like yeah. your assumption and then you can make those jumps and i and, and the jumps are you know well there were other people in the bible that had some like iffy stuff but mm-hmm. you know but we accept them so we'll accept him but you're like i mean in making that jump you're also leaving out like 95% of the story or the re, the rationale yeah. which is crazy people. because these guys like okay again you don't have to have gone through seminary to know the story of Moses, to know the story of David. Right, yeah. Like this is, we're talking like Sunday school, little kids level understanding of the story. That is like, we're hearing these people comparing Trump to this. You're just kind of like, wait, like, do you actually know the story? Like, mm-hmm. you know, are we talking about the same, like maybe there was a different dude named David and a different dude named Moses in the Bible that we just missed. Right. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I mean, um, but when we hear that, like uh, what happens and this is the insidious nature of this whole thing that's beginning to happen because it is a spin machine that is happening mm-hmm. between Dobson, Franklin Graham, and all these other insert word for them People. because I will, yeah, my, uh, my creativity was leaving me and I only had words <laughs> I can't say on the air uh, going through my head. Charlatans. Uh, there you go. That seems very palatable for the FCC. <laughs> but what begins to happen is, see, here, here's how it works. Here's the strategy. If you label somebody as he accepted Christ, he's born again, what happens then is it's like you put on a bulletproof vest Mm -hmm. for them for a time period, you know, because if he's kind of a baby coming into the faith, we will ignore all of these things because we're so excited that he accepted Jesus Mm -hmm. and his life is so much changed and he's so different, but he's not. And And I think that brings up... uh, this is getting a little bit away from Donald Trump, but I think in this other article that you pulled up about um, sort of, it's called just another center born again mm-hmm. um, by Lincoln Mullen. 
the idea of born again. And yeah. I think it is such an interesting thing I depose. I mean, it's it's pulling it from, uh, John three, right? You're talking about Nicodemus. Yeah, so Jesus is talking to Nicodemus at, under the cover of night, which I think is also an interesting detail. Um, Who was a religious leader at yeah. the time that comes to Jesus in the cloak and of night to ask out. him questions because he doesn't want to be seen with him. Right, and Jesus, and, and this happens, I'm reading through the book of John right now, the Gospel of John, and I, I, don't, I don't get why Christians, evangelical Christians, fixate on this book. Because it is so flippin' confusing. <laughs> it is so confusing. Says a guy who's been through seminary. Just wanted to have that yeah. out there. Yeah, it's not I like mean, that we're like, yeah. And I'm not like tooting my own horn. Like, I can read, read Greek. Yeah. Like, I'm reading this, trying to make sense of it. Yeah. And I have no idea sometimes what's going on. Um, and that's not to say there's nothing to get out of it. But it's interesting how even Christians, I've found, like, in the traditions, kind of the traditions that... Um, I came up and um, pull out like you know uh, John three sixteen sure um, and this sort of like born again comes out of that same chapter. Um, they pull these like things out of John, um, which I guess on their own I, they do have their own logic within evangelical Christianity. Sure. But when you go back to the text and see what Jesus is talking about, it's it confuses Nicodemus because he's like, so I have to like go back inside of my mother's womb and come back out. Um, so it's, I mean, it should be kind of a mystery as to what so, he's saying. So context wise, the, the original question was kind of like, how do we enter heaven? Like, how do we walk in the way right, right. of, you know, of God? And Jesus says, you need to be born again. And Nicodemus is like, say, what, what? You right. know, but I, then yeah. the evangelical Christianity has like pulled this phrase out yeah. and turned it into thanks Tim Tebow. Well, I shouldn't say no, turned it into. I don't know if it was that willing. I mean, it comes. It definitely comes from a tradition of. Um, I actually read a while Turner ago. Burn. No, I'm sorry. Well, that is, I guess, in there somewhere. Yeah. But it's more like Jonathan that. Edwards, um, yeah. sort of like uh, Calvin, Jonathan Edwards Calvinist um, movement, where it has to do with this sort of like moment that you could point to as evidence. So this is coming out of a world where it was really important to have like evidence and experience and mm-hmm. it's very empirical. Um, and so Jonathan Edwards is like living in the midst of these revivals and you have like all these people sort of having this experience yeah. of, of God or whatever. And they kind of point to that moment. The conversion experience moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The and, and in the article, it talks about like Paul getting knocked off the horse. And so that's another, I guess, little piece for people sure. to point to and say, you know, this is how it happens. Um, can, can we just like from now on just assume that Calvinism means like the belief of Calvin and Hobbes? Okay. Would that be good? Yeah. That makes more sense to me than actually. Cal- it didn't occur Calvinist. to me until I was like 20 in my 20s that Calvin and Hobbes, I don't think that these thinkers are actually in there, but they're named after John Calvin and Thomas Hobbes. Oh, is it really? I don't think I ever no, I didn't know. picked up on that. Because I don't know if it, the actual thought is in there, but okay. I thought that was interesting. But I like it. Yeah. That's, that's that. So from now on, Calvinism is about the, the belief and love of Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes. And Hobbes. Mm-hmm. But I, I think what's interesting in this, when you get to born that kind of idea of born again, I mean, it literally is fixating on one moment, one, maybe yep. like a few seconds or minutes in your life. Well, you prayed a prayer. Yeah. And felt something. Which isn't biblical. 
And I, yeah, no, it's Shh, don't tell anybody. Sort of made up. Yep. But at, that moment becomes everything. I mean, mm-hmm. that is it, it, it's you. You like it's. All, I always think of it as getting married. That you know, once you get married, you sign the marriage certificate and stick it up on the shelf. If that's all you're doing, if that's all you have, yeah, or a bunch of photos and like a wedding book, then you're gonna have a terrible relationship with your partner or whoever. You've you have to nurture it. It's like a daily thing. So has Trump had like three conversion experiences? If you, we're going with your analogy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, ex, I didn't say that. Keep going. And, yeah. That was judgmental. Stop. So, no, but no, but. And not not to discount, you know, that people do maybe feel things or have like really important moments. Sure. But when you fixate on that, it's unhealthy. And I think that's what is is interesting to me about this idea of born again is in kind of the evangelical church churches that I've um, you know, from my childhood, that that's been there. It's like you, there's always this question of what happens after born again. Yeah. Like what, what fills the space in between? Do you like grow? And what does that mean? Does that mean that we don't like discipleship? So no, you're like a better Christian. Or yeah. if, if you start, like if you do something wrong, then you're not a Christian or you're a worse Christian. Mm-hmm. And people have like all kinds of ways of categorizing those sorts of things. And it gets very like weird theologically. Well, I mean, it's like, I mean, again, we've got like, which is probably should be a whole nother show, like the Rio Olympics coming up. You know, it would be mm-hmm. like young Michael Phelps, like what, 15 or more years ago, being able to say, I want to be a swimmer. Right. And making that decision to be a swimmer and doing nothing else. And saying, I'm a swimmer. Yeah, yeah. I'm a swimmer, guys. Like, I, I'm a swimmer, but never practicing, never doing right. anything else. It's the equivalent of that. Yeah. And it's as like, opposed to, yeah. What does that mean versus someone who actually tries and works at it? I prayed, and, a, I prayed a prayer, made a decision. I'm a swimmer. I'm yeah, good, go. man. And, um, and and that even speaks to this sort of an, a, a sister or brother like thought that what you do doesn't really matter because it's what mm-hmm. God has done for you. Yeah. So th- this idea of like works righteousness that sure. you can't like save yourself. And so when you put those two things together, which also don't make any sense, because if what you're doing is saying a prayer to get saved, you did something. So yeah. why is, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to begin with. Yeah, but then afterwards, it's like, eh, it's not about what you do. You know, God's done it for you, mm-hmm. and it just creates so many. At least for me, it created so many problems, mm-hmm. created so many questions, and and the pieces just don't hold up after a while. And so, we're saying this, not okay. I, I okay. I have no idea if 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 the Don is a follower of Jesus or not. The Don. I don't even, I mean, it doesn't matter to me either way. The point Mm -hmm. of it is, is that this has become like a PR thing. And, 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 um, so this really has nothing to do with his soul, nothing to do with his necessarily journey within this, but it is kind of funny to be able to, that, that we've used this to try to sell this to other evangelical base, which I, I think that's one of the major problems with Christianity today is the fact that we focused on being born again, that has nothing to do about like a process or changing or a different way of living or living it into an ideal or the, you know, discipleship is really mm-hmm. what that word means. And it doesn't really happen anymore. We just assume it's kind of like, like being, I'm done. I have just, I prayed a prayer. The afterlife is secure. And now I'll go to church just when I feel guilty. Yeah. You know I mean? I mean, I, I, over, or I'll oh, just go to church every Sunday and nothing else changes. Sure. And we've kind of, yeah, it just becomes a thing that we do. And, you know, and then that's, I guess I'm more grieved at just the, 
I'm more actually, which is funny. This really has nothing. This is very little to do with Donald. And this really uh-huh. has to do with a bunch of Christian leaders that, that carry sway and influence and are really turning this into a whole PR, which I would say manipulation piece to a lot of Christians that happen to listen and follow after these clowns, mm-hmm. which is a Trump thing, right? <laughs> Call them a bunch of clowns. Clowns. So, yeah. Or Vegeta that, <laughs> from Dragon Ball Z. He used to say that a lot. Ha, 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 Kakarot. So um, I wish I had Vegeta hair. But, oh, that'd um, be awesome. Which, for those of you that don't know that we're saying Dragon Ball stuff, saying Vegeta's name also sounds like you're saying something else. Yeah. So It's a name. It's a name. Dragon Ball Z. We're not actually being dirty in the midst of this. But, um, no, but... but when we like, if we're gonna if we're gonna like sit and think through, like if we're trying to use a situation like biblically speaking, that would probably speak to this thing that's going on right now. I would think what in my mind reminds me of like Jesus and the rich young ruler, mm-hmm. you know, where this guy comes uh, and approaches Jesus and says like, you know, like again, it's it's a very Nicodemus kind of a situation. It's you know in in a different light where he's kind of like what you know what must I do. Uh, to kind of inherit the kingdom. I, I'm probably getting mm-hmm. a, a little bit wrong, but it's the gist yeah, of it, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, he's like, but I've I've done to this. Have I, eternal life. I I've think. yeah, and yeah. I've 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 followed every rule out there. Right. I've done everything and it's been all, you know, it's been classy. You know, I've done it all. It's been wonderful and great. And then, you know, he's he's really coming and throwing this this false resume to Jesus, being like, I'm already pretty much like perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You know, then Jesus is, and he's like, well, what more do I need to do? Because I've, of course, followed every law in the book, which, again, is, it's, it's crazy to think that you could have, especially knowing, like, the, the law structure the Jews had, really, to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jesus simply just tells him, well, fine. He's like, you know, well, here's what you need to do. I need you to go sell everything, give to the poor, and then come follow me. Mm-hmm. And... You know, when we're, if we're talking about like... And then the dude cries and goes away. He does, he does. He walks, and it says he walks oh, away oh, dejected. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then the Charlie Brown song plays. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like, I mean, if we're going to call out a situation, like I, I feel like, and again, you know, I think that this, this story can get really misinterpreted by, you know, by Christians a lot of ways. And like, oh, God doesn't want us to have nice things. God wants us to have, give everything up. But really what it was, I really feel like it was Jesus just seeing through a lot of the hypocrisy that this guy was offering him and being able to see really the condition of of his heart, where he was in the situation, essentially that, that his own God, his own idol was his money and his wealth and his power, you know, sound a little familiar in the situation, (laughs) you know, and, you know, he says, fine, like, here's what you need to do. Like, again, you've put all these things before God, and these are the things that are preventing you from being able to see God or mm-hmm. experience God. And then when Jesus kind of lays out the hard truth of the situation, the guy's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that was great talking to you. I'm going to go back to my tower with mm-hmm. a big T on it. I don't know. Um, but I feel like that story speaks more volumes than being able to kind of say that what is like Trump is like the new orange messiah. Is where you know what I'm kind of like, feel like they're laying out for Ar- him. Orange, orange. He's have you because seen of his the skin? spray tan? Yes, yeah, spray tan. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably a bad one, you know, or the Oompa Loompa Messiah. No, I, I like don't know. that. Okay, we'll stick with Orange Messiah. But you know, but so when we do that, like what ends up happening is these leaders, and I guess my whole thing is they know better. Uh huh. I would hope. Right. Like the Dobson, all these other people that have written books that have milked a whole Christian money machine for years and have influence and everything else should know better than to play this game that they're well, and, doing. And five years ago, they probably would have 
criticized him. And even now, if he were running for the Democratic ticket oh, and said he was a Christian, that's a really they good would, point. They would probably criticize him. Well, even Trump they now is, say, is, nah, is he's not a real Christian. Is calling out Hillary's faith, mm-hmm. which is really funny because, I mean, that such, I yeah. mean, yeah, on yeah, no, no but, worries. Not, yeah. Well, on top of it is this whole, <laughs> which again is is a game everybody plays. Which the whole thing is that you know Obama has said he's a Christian before, mm-hmm. and I know the evangelicals like to say no, he's a Muslim, no, he's this, no, he's it. Right. Like the fact that again, because there there is an official litmus test that you can get at Lively yes. bookstores. He just needs um, to take that. It is, and, then, and you know we can sarcasm. You know we we should sell one of these on the, off the show, make some money, <laughs> like just. Uh, this the snarky t- faith test. It is a snarky faith test. Um, or you can just actually feel free to write us from our website, www.snarkyfaith.com. If you really want to know if someone's safe or not, we will do that. We will tell you. Um, it doesn't take long. I just have to, I have to get in the spirit and in the moment. You should make an and app. And it is. And I may, may or may not use a magic eight ball in the midst of it, figuring mm. that out. Um, Which would probably be more accurate. <laughs> or flip a coin. We yeah. could do that. we could do that, um, or some other random. I don't know, but I just I just it, it, the whole thing. I really end up feeling like just ends up being a circus, mm-hmm. and again, which is a drum we like to beat here on the show, has nothing to do with being a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason that we get pretty upset or passionate about it is it's very. Uh, demeaning or belittling to people who actually want to experience this kind of stuff and who have tried to live in this, um, you know, for years. And it just, it, it it makes it feel very cheap to see people just sort of parade it out as this is a label. Um, And it, it, this is not a new thing either. I mean, no, it's not. To to sort of throw, you know, Christianity or the church out on the table for political reasons has been around for a very, very, very long time. But the time. Catholic Church has never done that. Yeah, exactly. Not That's, once. You know. Sarcasm. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah. So many church, I mean, you know, all across the board. Um, but nope. at the same time, I, I think that's why we get so passionate about it yeah. is to to see someone sort of throw it out there and then it... I think for a lot of people, they see that and they say, you know, this is a joke. Um, like if that guy is a Christian, you know, I want nothing to do with that. That's, what I, that's what I say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, even Christians, it's like, do I, you know, do I want to be a part of it? This? Makes me que- it makes me question like, you know, are you guys talking about the same thing I'm talking about? It really cheap. You know what I mean? It, no, yeah. no, but I, in, in many ways, and, and I know it makes me super judgmental, but I'm kind of like, I, I think we're on like it... M- you know, truth be told, like when I have like the Franklin Grams, Dobsons, all the other people, I'm kind of like, I, it, it's hard for me to feel like we're on the same team. Like, you know what I mean? Like the words you're using don't mean the same thing as the words I'm using. Mm-hmm. And if the words you're using are the way are actually the way they're meant to be used, you know, the fact that we'll say we love people by screaming at them and tearing them down, you know, those kind of things. I'm like, I don't want to be on that team now. Mm-hmm. That tells me that I, I still feel like, again, Jesus isn't in the midst of that whole conversation with me being a judgmental idiot also um, and him being somewhere else. But it, it ends up it ends up kind of tearing me up when, when I when I'm able to see that and experience that. And it makes me mad because I'm frustrated when you're you know, when you when you're born, you're like given a name 
And you, of course, you have some, I guess, like capacities um, and, and like there's a developmental trajectory, but you have to like live into that. And it happens over the course of time. Yeah. And when you, when you're born, you start at a very sort of raw, like, um, I don't want to say like blank slate, blank slate, because we know that's not true, but that's a Taylor Swift song. Very unformed. Yeah. Uh, blank space. Blank space. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's true. Sorry. I know that. Um, <laughs> ah, you failed my test. You tricked me. I know. <laughs> but you know, there it, it's very unformed and it has to, it has to grow and, and mature. Um, and so I, I don't know, in some ways to say that you're born again, I think, I don't want, again, I don't want to cheapen it. I think it's very much celebrated in the evangelical church because yes. you have like in the Baptist churches, especially you have the, the like conversion time at the end of the yeah. service and baptism too, like I altar mean, call yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like, yeah. And the baptismal font is like up in the, or not font, but the <laughs> pool or whatever they dunk you mm-hmm. in is like center. And is the it back. like com- comic sans? Is that the same thing as baptism? <laughs> Keep going, sorry. So, uh, you know, and and it's just, it's such a big thing. But again, like, I feel like people fixate on that and don't realize that when you're born, I mean, that is, it's a starting point and you mm-hmm. have no idea, like, what's going to come out of that. Yeah. And I think what's exciting is to know that that that's like the starting point in a journey. Yeah. And what everything I just described, I think has nothing to do with this like 60, whatever year old man that is running for president. I mean, do we really expect to see him? Maybe some people do. I don't know. Maybe someone, some people genuinely think that they're going to see some sort of change out of him because he's quote unquote born again. Well, I mean, I would hope so if that was true, but I don't, I don't think so. Well, I mean, let's, I mean, let's look, let's look at this then. Cause again, which is, which is what makes this hypocrisy even worse. So you have these leaders that are again, leaning on the fact that he's somehow prayed a prayer and everything's changed. Right. And it's different, but let, I mean, look at the things he stands for, you know, like xenophobia, mm-hmm. fear of others, wanting to close our borders, you know, being against the immigrant being against, I mean, it, violence. Well, he's not against violence or oh, he's for violence. Yeah. Being yeah. for violence. I mean, and I mean, all of these, like most of the, well, let's see. Let me think. My brain's hurting now thinking this through. Like, would there be anything that he talks about? Would there be anything that he is standing for that you would say would even line up with the ways and the teachings of Jesus? And it's hurting my brain to figure Fire. this out. I'm just... <laughs> That's Sarcasm. true. That's true. Isn't that what... It, Moses, you know... Well, no, I, I'm, and in the burning bush, you fight. I don't know. So I'm just thinking, that's really like, bad. sorry, that was really bad. What What would the world be like if people were just born and there was no like process or change after that? It would be a world full of. I mean, babies. Tr- if you think about it, I mean, Trump does act like he's a child, and that's he kind of been a part like of a his trajectory. Baby. He is. Yeah. I mean, hand wise, so his hands are the size of baby hands. You know. That's true. <laughs> if, and when babies are first born, their skin color is a little bit off until they start, you know, breathing a little bit more, which could be his problem. Hmm. You know, interesting. And maybe, or yeah, I don't know. Do you know. think he's a baby in like a robot suit? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, or like Men in Black, where you have like that little like alien yeah. thing that's in the middle. Yeah, Man, that thinking. would make way more sense. You know, or <laughs> he kind of reminds. Oh God, what is it? It's um, I should know this. The, Krang? The, yes, yes, from, from the Ninja Simpsons. Turtles? 
No, no, I'm saying no. Oh, oh, Krang. What is it like the the two aliens from The Simpsons? Oh, Kodos and yeah. Kang, Krang, isn't it's something like yeah, yeah, yeah. Krang okay, or Krang. okay, yeah. Um, Kang. But you know, but, you know hell bent on world domination. Yeah, not caring about anybody else. Just think, you know, that would fit. You know, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, just but again, and and feel free, uh, dear listeners, to tell us if there are things that uh, part of Trump's stance that would line up with Jesus. I would be really curious to hear. Yeah, I would. I would love to hear feedback, and I will. We will tell it on the air the next show because I am totally fine if I am absolutely wrong on this, um, but I don't think I am. But I just think uh, again, <laughs> like I feel like this is kind of a symptom or a, a sign of the deeper question of like, what does born again mean? Yeah, and and would Jesus want to make America great again? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> Get, but, uh, yeah, get us back to our xenophobic roots where we, you know, have mass genocide and step over everybody. Wow. Keep going. <laughs> I don't, sorry, keep going. You, you had a better point than I did. No, 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 that's fine. I, I just it. think it's, it's inter- it would be interesting to, th- to think through just this, this idea of like fixation upon like one moment and yeah. having a certificate on your wall that like, I'm born again because of this day. You know, like I can yeah. remember being in the Baptist church and writing, in my Bible, like in the front, the day that I got baptized. Yeah. And it really is like a little certificate of like, mm-hmm. get out of hell free <laughs> card. It is kind of thing. Well, which, like to which, make a which, wire which, reference. which circles back to monopoly, which circles back to Trump. I was, I was making a wire reference, but yeah. Oh, okay. Circle to monopoly. And Mr. Trump with yeah. that. I don't know. No, but you're right. Like, well, even, even, okay. Even think about this. And I don't know, we've been on an analogy tear, but like, just the fact that you graduated college is an accomplishment, but it also means nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like unless you do something mm-hmm. with that diploma or it's whether it's for high school or not, like unless you do something with it, just you going around showing this to people does nothing for you. Well, I can definitely tell you that in kind of going through kind of like our, is it kind of like program? our seminary degrees? <laughs> I, yeah, there's definitely, I'm that. kidding. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think, yeah. I think there's truth in that and, and in wah, occupational wah. therapy. The it's, it's been, you know, reading out of books and, but I mean, now that I'm in an internship, I can just see that so much of it comes from doing. Yeah. And yeah, that like builds a basis and gives you some like foundation, but, and I think it is the same in seminary. I mean, you can only do so much in the classroom, but Mm -hmm. then you got to go out and actually do, and it's in the doing and in that sort of like process of experiencing and making decisions and, you know, failing and, those sorts of things that you grow and get better. And eventually become jaded and cynical <laughs> and have a radio and show. And have a radio show. <laughs> and turn bah, in bah, on bah, yourself. Bah. Yeah. Self-hatred. Woohoo! Thank you, seminary, <laughs> and thank you, debt! <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I think we've, we've dri- driven this one into the ground pretty well. Sure. But we do. We do love our new... We're or, losers. We, we love our new orange messiah. <laughs> we'll coin that one. I don't know. Sarcasm. Yeah. I don't know okay. If that needed to be in there. Or not. No, it, I'm just gonna throw it in there. It's it's all for good taste. So as we get to the end of this <laughs> broadcast, just a reminder that you can catch us on podcast at www.snarkybait.com, and we will be on the air until Emperor Trump takes over and uh, fires us all. Um, 
I don't really know how that works, but it really, yeah. So uh, we, we love you guys, our listeners. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook, on Twitter. Just look up Snarky Faith. Uh, if you feel so inclined, hop over on iTunes and, and leave a review, uh, as long as it's a good one. Right. But that is all we have Sarcasm. this week. <laughs> and we will catch you again next week. Thanks for listening. We're out of here. WCOM is listener-supported community radio, and Snarky Faith is only possible through our sponsors. Aqueduct Conference Center was established in 1978 as a peaceful destination for small group meetings, special events, conferences, retreats, and weddings. For more information, go to www.aqueductcc.com. We are also sponsored by Lumen. Lumen, a spiritual community of seekers, sojourners, question askers, doubters, and skeptics, is a collective of fellow travelers that embrace the truth that all life is sacred, hope is real, and tomorrow can be better than today. All are welcome. You can find more information at www.lumencommunities.com. Dot com.